Hey everyone, welcome back to a podcast for moms. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining. My name is Julia Sparkman. I am the host, your host, not really sure what to use there. And this is a solo episode with me. Today I'm going to talk about some reflections I have on the podcast, about reflections I have um, around getting to know myself and friendships and community. And this was, this conversation is really inspired by the conversation I had last week with last week's guest, Kyla Walsh. And during the intro of her episode last week, I shared a little update on the podcast, the podcast itself, what what's going to be going on. And I share how I have felt as if I've just been plowing through these episodes, right? Like I've been trying to release an episode every week. I've had a couple of weeks since the podcast launched that I have taken a pause on releasing episodes. One time I was sick, another time I was traveling. But aside from that, I've been more or less releasing an episode each week. And it's been tough to keep that up for a variety of reasons. One of those reasons being I have limited time to work on a podcast for moms. I'm currently one pregnant and I have a toddler and my daughter Sloan, she just started preschool. So that's definitely freed up my schedule quite a bit. However, it's still, you know, I'm more or less able to dedicate about like eight to 10 hours a week to working on the podcast, which is far more time than I had before she went to school. And eight to 10 hours a week sounds like a lot, but when you kind of back it out and think about it, it's like recording an episode with a guest takes like approximately an hour to two hours. And then scheduling with other guests and going through emails, that's like about an hour a week, you know? So that's almost half of my time, a third of the time right there. And then it's like all the other things, right? And so I recognize that it was not as enjoyable as the experience could be trying to release an episode with a a conversation with a guest every week. Yet I really enjoy this work. And I was finding that I always re-listen to the conversations I have with my guests and I would re-listen to a conversation and I would want to continue to talk about something that we discussed during that conversation. It's like I would have the conversation and I'd be like, wait, like I'm not ready to move on yet because having a conversation is one thing, re-listening to a conversation is an entirely different thing. And I would pick up all these little layers that I wouldn't receive when I was actively participating in the conversation. And I wanted to go further with some of those things that would click for me after the fact. So that's what I'm, I'm here to do today to, to discuss some things that came up for me after I listened to my conversation with Kyla Walsh. And, you know, just to kind of share, some weeks I may just speak on a topic I feel called to share about. Like, for instance, I really want to do one around birth and my pregnancy now versus my pregnancy with Sloan. I really want to talk about the controversial topics of sleep 
with babies because that's something that's on my mind because I'm pregnant now and I know a baby's going to come about and I really feel like I have like a middle of the road approach to sleeping with newborns and um, yeah so there's some topics that I want to share about so those will come up but more or less other weeks I'm probably going to circle back to my previous podcast and talk about things that came up for me so that's what I'm here to do today and So last week with Kyla, we talked a lot about birth and pregnancy and postpartum. And within those topics, identity came up a lot and community came up a lot. And that's where I kind of want to take this this next part of the conversation here that I'm having with myself and and you who are listening. So (laughs) thank you for listening. Um... In terms of identity, before I became a mom, I had this preconceived notion of who I would be as a mom, and damn, all I have to say is those expectations have been so painful um, to live up to. I was going back to uh, a letter I wrote myself before I had Sloan, and I said that I wanted to be strong, confident, healthy, poised, and chic, and that's been a work in progress. I mean, there's some days where I'm really landing it and other days where, you know, that's just been a little bit more challenging to live up to. And to be honest, I really thought that when Sloan, you know, exited my body, I would just like Phoenix rising from the ashes, like metamorphosize into this like beautiful woman that I know I I am like I know I am that woman that I see myself being and becoming like I know I am her right now yet one thing that Kyla said last week and when she said it it was just kind of like oh here's a sentence in her in her dialogue that she was saying and I I wasn't like bam like that's where I need to go deeper on to and then when I re-listened to it I was like wow okay I need to focus more on this sentence she said you are becoming a new person and all of you is coming with you so I'll say it again this is relating to motherhood you are becoming a new person and all of you is coming with you and re-hearing that I was like Yes, that is exactly my experience with motherhood. It's like motherhood is this wildly dynamic experience where in an instant you are catapulted into this entirely new reality and this entirely new experience and your entire history and all of yourself is completely still alive inside of you and your body and your mind, right? And I'm going to pause real quick and say that I know for my experience and what I'm sharing now is not every woman's experience. Like not every single woman has this like cataclysmic, I don't even know if that's a word, but I hope that fits and makes sense. Like has this like, wow, like explosive experience in terms of identity when they become a mom. Yet I was already having an identity experience when I became a mom, and I want to share a little bit about that now. So when I got pregnant with Sloan, I had just celebrated one year of true sobriety. And when I say true sobriety, what I mean is 
what I mean when I say true sobriety is I stopped drinking and using all hardened prescription drugs when I was 19 years old. And up until I got completely sober, I had majorly abused cannabis. And that's an entirely different conversation for another time. Yet I coped using cannabis. That was my my way of moving through the world. And a year before I got pregnant, almost exactly, I stopped smoking weed and eating edibles. And so I was sober for a whole year. And that was the first time in my life from the age of 15. And if I'm doing my math correctly, um, I was 30 when I stopped using. Yeah, I just turned 30. It's a little blurry now. Anyways, um, so over half of my life, I had used a substance to get through my day, right? So it's like I had one a year of not using any substances to get through my life. So that was huge. And then when I got pregnant, before I got pregnant, I had been in the process of applying to go back to graduate school to get a master's in marriage and family therapy. So I was ready to kind of pivot my life. I had been teaching yoga full time. I had been doing marketing. I knew that neither of those paths were paths that I wanted to continue on with. And this is my pregnancy with Sloan was a surprise. So that wasn't in the cards. And Alex and I had consciously and directly talked about the fact of, oh, we are going to pause becoming parents for a few years because I'm going to go back to school and start this new career. And then we ended up getting pregnant. So that didn't happen, which you know, I'm grateful now in hindsight, but it was very challenging for me to navigate because coming into new motherhood, I knew that the roles that I had previously had of teaching yoga and marketing were not roles that I wanted to go forward with anymore. And the direction that I wanted to go was going to require a great deal of schooling that I didn't have the time or space for as a new mom that I didn't want to make the time and space for, I should say. And so I step into new motherhood and I am just kind of in this like limbo and I was already there, right? Like I wasn't, it's not like, oh, motherhood created the limbo. It's like, I already was learning this new way of being in complete sobriety. I stepped away from my other roles and then I didn't have anything to step into, And last week, I recorded with Nikki Samet for her podcast, What Nick Knows, and that name might sound familiar because Nikki was also a guest on a podcast for moms. Um, She was episode five, and as we recorded for her podcast, I shared a lot about how, you know, not only was I kind of at this, like, place of unknowingness when I stepped into motherhood, my past and my childhood experience, I didn't realize how heavily that was going to weigh on how I showed up as a mom. So, you know, prior to becoming a mom, a lot of people would have probably described me as confident and outgoing and overachieving and energetic and fearless, you know, a lot of those like out there adjectives. And then all of a sudden, those adjectives stopped fitting me because I don't think that they were ever truly who I really was, right? So like I had shared, like I'd just gotten sober. So prior to getting sober, it's like 
I wasn't being my true self. And once I got sober, once I stopped drinking and, and I mean, well, stopped smoking weed. So in that year I started using activity, like all of these things that I was doing, which was something that I had been doing when I was smoking weed too, abusing cannabis is I was this overachiever. I was constantly doing all of these things. I was doing, doing, doing. And then I stepped into motherhood and I immediately was really confronted with um, postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression and then those expectations I had of myself to be, you know, strong and poised and chic. And then I never realized how much my childhood was going to play into how I wanted to raise my family and to kind of give a little bit of an example, right? Um, my, my parents separated right after I was born. My dad cheated on my mom. That's something that I've shared about before. And so I never had the experience of like truly belonging within a family unit. And I'm going to kind of save that and talk about that a little bit during the next section, friendship and community. Yet, as a kid, both of my parents worked full time. And so we were before and after school care kids. We were ride the bus by ourselves and let ourselves into the house kids. We were, you know, really like the description of like latchkey kids. And personally, I don't, I'm not going to speak for my siblings, but myself, I always so desired the mom that was there to drop you off at school, that would, you know, walk you up to the door, the mom that was volunteering in the classroom. And I have in my head, I'm picturing certain moms from my childhood, my friend's parents, where, you know, it was these women who we would go home after school. I would go home with a friend after school and the mom would have had snacks made for us or an activity to do with us, something, right? And it's like, I crave that and I wanted that so bad as a kid. And I realize now that I was just like such a needy child as I'm emotionally, you know, I, I'm a very sensitive person. And with parents who worked full time, you know, divorced parents who then quickly went on to remarry, I had you know, two um, half-sisters from a different mom and a different dad by the time I was two and three years old, right? So it's like quickly had new siblings that had, you know, okay, you know, their own families, right? That I was just like fitting into being a part of. Like my parents just didn't really have the time or the space to give me that like individualized attention that I so needed and craved. I'm also a middle child. So, well, you know, Lots of layers there. Anyways, kind of get back to what we're talking about with identity. I never realized how much that my desire to have that as a kid was going to show up in the way that I wanted to mom, right? And one thing that I've talked about a lot is I went into motherhood with this idea that being a stay-at-home mom was the antithesis to feminism, but I was this super radical, active feminist. So I had all these like issues. We'll say I had a lot of internal like dissonance happening at the same time. And so I'm not working. I'm having postpartum anxiety and depression. I'm deeply desiring to be this like super active present mom that I always wanted as a kid. And 
so then my identity is all jumbled up and I'm having this crazy experience of getting to know myself outside of the confines of what I'll say in quotes, like doing like prior to becoming a mom, I was the woman who was not only a yoga teacher, but I was creating my own yoga teacher training program while I was working my own full-time job while I was consulting on another project. And that was just an average day. That was, you know, I was doing 10 things at once. And so I stopped doing and One thing that I talked a lot about when I was recording with Nikki, and I've mentioned it on other podcasts and a podcast for moms episodes and IG lives is a true um, core underlying factor of my identity is privilege, right? Like I have had the privilege to pause working, to have this identity crisis, to be able to be in this experience of taking the the step back to really get to know who I am now, who is very different from the woman that I was before I came a mom. And so, yeah, I've had this time and this space to uncover the truth of myself outside of the external, you know, doing this. And I always love to do. And you know, I just got distracted. So I'm going to pause real quick and say, I have my phone propped up, right? And because uh, I'm waiting for a call from my midwife because I'm pregnant. And I know Sloan School, like they send updates or if they need something and she's been really teething. So I'm like, okay, they might need me. So a message just pops up that says, hi, Julia. Sloan was pushed by a friend and fell back and hit the back of her head. We have a, her an ice pack on her. She's sitting with me now. She's in good spirits. Says she's feeling good. I'm like, this is motherhood. We're always, I'm growing a human. I'm recording a podcast, waiting to hear back from my midwife, getting updates from my kids. So it's like, that's another layer of things that I'll get to is that I am, you know, I'm not just myself anymore, right? So I'm going to take a pause so I can respond to this and, and we'll pop right back on. Okay, <laughs> I'm back. So yeah, you know, got the identity changes and then you also are are dealing with this other people right? Like other people, little people that really need you. And so, yeah, I, let's see, I'm gonna, what I want to say is I've gotten to this place where I have completely embraced the fact that who I am is kind of just like up in the air right now. And I have a lot of grace for it. But before I got there, it was really painful because I was just like, whoa, like what I used to like and and who I used to be is not who I am anymore. And now I'm trying to reshift that narrative and make it a cool experience where I get to explore who I am and take my time to get to know myself and try to release some of the conditioning that I placed upon myself um, to be a certain person, to be an overachiever, you know, to feel certain ways to do certain things. And one thing, and kind of, you know, as I literally just had to pause myself, I realized I had to grieve a lot of parts of myself that will not fit into this current season. So for instance, back in the day when I worked on current, like creative projects, I would 
turn off my phone, put on my headphones, like sit down for like five or six hours and, and dive like headfirst into what I'm working on. Now I literally have my phone propped up in front of me because truthfully, I had a really bad cramps last night that scared me. So I reached out to my midwife and she's going to call me, although she thinks everything's okay. I have to, you know, make sure if my toddlers, preschool is calling me, I can be available for them. You know, I don't have the luxury of just like abandoning myself in the same way that I used to because I have such time constraints on my creativity now. It's like, okay, you can be creative from this time to this time. And that's something that I've had to grieve. I've also had to grieve the fact that I'm not going to be taking solo journeys to countries on the continent of Africa anytime soon because even though it's like I have a desire to do that, I have a greater desire to be present at home with my daughter and no judgment towards anyone that wants to do that. Personally, as I shared, like with my upbringing, not receiving the attention, not receiving the time and presence that I craved and I desired, like I just feel really called to create that reality for my kids. And who knows, as they get older, I might feel a little bit different, but right now I'm just like, I want to be home. And I think back to like these really adventurous, spirited, late European nights that I would have, you know, back in the day. And don't get me wrong, I want to have like late European nights now, but now it's like going to be with my husband most likely, or maybe a friend instead of like, sorry if you hear this, Alex, but like a hot European guy that I met, you know, while I was traveling. Um, And I I think I want those nights to end around like 11 or 12 instead of like four or five o'clock in the morning, right? My sister and I, we used to go to Ibiza all the time and the shows there would start at like two, three, four. And like, I wake up at 5.30 now, right? So it's like I had to grieve this like, and when I think of it, I think of me with my hair down and like flowing through, you know, these like foreign countries. And like, that's just not the season I'm in. And that was hard. Oh my God, that was so painful to be like, not right now, to reimagine what it's going to look like to travel abroad with coming up two kids and my husband and how how that's going to be different. And I had to grieve that. Like there was a grief process that went along with releasing who I used to be. And I also, like I said, I had to grieve my autonomy. You know, I was married before I had my kids, yet there was always this like sense of possibility that no longer jives with who I want to be as a mom in this season. And I've realized that I want my kids to have adventure and spontaneity and I want them to have security and, and a sense of home, right? So it's like I want these opposites to happen at the same time. And I'm still navigating how to bring that forth into our life. And for a while now, you know, security and groundedness has won out over adventure and spontaneity because I'm just not sure how to dance that dance. And we're living in a pandemic. So I just know that time is going to take time on that one. I always say, say, you know, like time takes time. and, And that's just something I'm recognizing that, in this season, things are just looking differently. So yeah, I've had to grieve parts of myself and learn to become uncomfortable with the unknowingness of not knowing exactly who I am and knowing that it's all fluctuating. 
right now and um, goal coach and mama of two Jackie Carr is going to record with me next month and something I'm so excited to talk to her about is goal setting as a mom because I'm literally like I do not know what I want to come next because having a kid has just like blah that's like the only way I can say it like to me um and my goals and my desires and my dreams. And so right now I'm 100% okay with just living life in the present because babies and toddlers throw so many unexpected curveballs into life. And so right now I'm like, my goal is just to be present and loving. That's it. That's all I can come up with. And I can't wait to ask her how she's navigated setting future goals with having little humans who have their own stories that are unfolding. So yeah, I just felt called to speak to identity and particularly around, you know, what Kyla said, she said, I want to find that direct quote again. She said, you are becoming a new person and all of you is coming with you. So, you know, I've had to, and this will be like a a future conversation. I've had to navigate bringing with me my past, who I am, my essence, and who I'm becoming. And as I'm moving through all of that, it's just not settled, right? It's just, it's, and particularly now being pregnant, I recognize that things are going to change again. And I know not everyone has this experience, but I know there's other women out here, out there, out here with me right now who feel similarly to me. And so I felt called to speak up so you could hear a story that sounded like your story. And that's another reason that I really wanted to tie this all to friendships and community because I truly believe it's hard to be in relationships with others if we don't have a solid relationship with ourselves, right? And as I've kind of had this like moment in time where I'm just like, who I am, who am I? I don't know, but I'm okay with it and I'm finding out and it's going to keep changing, it's been a little awkward to show up in some friendships. And as I mentioned, like I never felt like I belonged in my life. Like from my earliest memories, I was either at a house with my mom and my stepdad and their kid or with my dad and my stepmom and their kid. Right. So it's like, I never got to be like totally a part of, and that's just my personal experience from my childhood. And that story of unbelonging has carried with me into adulthood. And as I mentioned, you know, I struggled with addiction and alcoholism and it started at a very young age. And so I didn't graduate from high school. I dropped out of high school. So I don't have close friends from high school because I was literally destroying my life in high school. And Then in college, I didn't drink or use hard drugs. And so I had this like very unique college experience where when all of my peers were out partying, I wasn't. So I didn't get to form those like connected groups that I see a lot of other people have that I've always wanted. And so I've kind of carried with this like story with me of like, oh, I don't have a place. I don't have people. And that's something that I've really worked to untangle as an adult. And I have a lot of friends in California. I've been out here for about seven years. Um, They just aren't in a group together, right? It's like I have a friend or two over here and I have a friend or two over there. 
And I've always really created, craved like creating, you know, that group, right? And that just hasn't been what's happened for me. And so through motherhood, I've really learned to accept and embrace where things are at with the friendships I have, but arriving to that place where I'm like feeling comforted in my current reality and feeling really grounded in my current reality has been fucking hard. And that's literally the only way to say it, particularly through a pandemic. You know, um, I had my daughter before I had my daughter, I was close with a lot of women out here. And then life changes when you're a parent, right? And other people who don't have kids and other people who do have kids, it's like your life just goes in different directions. So I've had to learn how to be okay with the ebbs and the flows and the friendships. And now like two years in, it's interesting. Cause it's like some people right away dropped off when my daughter was born and then they came back again. Now I'm like rekindling that fire where other people, it's like real close when my daughter is born. And now we're like kind of in an ebb in our friendship. That was really tough for me. And now I'm just learning to surrender to it. And it's interesting because I thought that friends of mine who had kids the same age, it would just be like, oh, it would bring us so much closer. And that personally has not been my reality because there's things like vaccines that get in the way of friendships, like women that I started out kind of close with. It's like we have such differing, differing opinions on certain things that we haven't. Um, it's kind of pushed this like internal divide between us and nap times. Oh, my goodness. Like trying to get together with another kid, another woman who has a kid that's the same age as your kids it's like if your kids don't sleep at the same time you're never going to see each other right and so yeah it's been it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be and I'm like that's okay and yeah kind of tie that all together I'm realizing that again time takes time and I have a very dynamic past where it's like, I didn't have this community that came with me into motherhood. I have friendships that have, but I didn't have that childhood, that college community that was able to walk with me into this new chapter of life. And so this time around being pregnant, I've recognized that, you know, at the end of her episode, Kyla says, find community. She's like, that is what you need. And she talks about on the IG live we did together, um, that finding community and being proactive about creating community is so important. And this time around, I recognize a lot of the community that's going to support me during my pregnancy and my birth and my postpartum are going to be people that I'm literally paying to show up for me. And within our culture, our Western world in America, I am 100% okay with that because the women, like my acupuncturist, my midwife, um, the doula that I'm calling in, particularly my acupuncturist and my midwife, like I feel so supported by them. My therapist, oh my gosh, so supported by her. I didn't have those people in my last birth postpartum experience pregnancy experience. They weren't around. They are now. And I already feel so fortified by them. And yes, I am paying them to show up for me. And that's okay. And I, I believe that through having that support, because I felt so scared and alone last time, 
um, it will help to magnetize some of these relationships that I'm calling in right now in my life. Um, I do believe that the the friendship and the community I seek will come, and I think it's going to be so much stronger because I'm creating my own support system right now, and I'm softening and surrendering to what is. And I felt really called to share all of this because I think we get a lot of, you know, what Kyla says, and she's, she even admits it's not as easy as it sounds. Like, find community. That's not easy to do. And I wanted to speak to the other side of things. It can be tough and it can be painful to have transitions in your friendships and communities or to have holes in your friendships and your communities. And I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the identity shifts that lead to some of the transitions that occur. I wanted to talk about the stories that we carry with us from childhood that create the fabric that then weaves our community our friendships into place and how we need to re-examine that and then I also kind of wanted to speak to allow what's happening right now to be and that's one thing that my therapist has really helped me to um, step into is she's like be with who's right in front of you and do what's right in front of you like that with a small child and another one on the way that is my season right now and I I know that what I'm seeking is there and it will come. Yet I really wanted to be vulnerable and share the story of the other side where it can be tough. Like I felt really lonely. It was super hard for me to see some of my friends just move on with their lives because my life wasn't fitting into their life anymore. And while it was painful, now I just have so much grace for both of us where it's like, here's where I am and here's where they're at. And that's okay. And yeah, so that's kind of what I have to say right now. I think that, you know, there's so much more that can be said, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So thank you so much for listening and receiving my experience. Um, Next week, I have a really great episode with Olivia Hughes and Olivia and I, we dive into some of what I've shared about now um, within this conversation. And so I'm excited to see when I re-listen to that, what will unfold from there. And if anything I said resonated with you, or if anything I said didn't resonate with you, um, please reach out. If you had a completely different experience than me, reach out. Like I want to learn from you. Or if you are like, man, what you said, like hit me so deep. That's been my experience. Like let's connect. Uh, DM me on Instagram, send me an email. You can find my email on the apodcastformoms.com website. So thank you. This, you know, my goal to have these episodes sound like Brene Brown, where it's all so like well thought out, but gotta start where you're at. And this is where I am at right now, doing my best, showing up. So until next week, please take care of yourself. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends. And you can help us grow by subscribing, rating, and reviewing a podcast for moms on your favorite podcasting platforms. I'd love to connect with you. Feel free to direct message me on Instagram at a podcast for moms or send me an email, a podcast for moms at gmail.com. I can't do this alone. Together, though, We are a movement of moms revolutionizing the world through radical motherhood.